to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 367 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined as always. By Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? I know we got our first truly big fight of the year to preview and plant Benavidez, but we got to address the elephant in the room right now, Ken. What, that stack of cash? (laughs) (laughs) That $100,000 in ones? Don King and AB, baby. That's when you know boxing's back. (laughs) You know what's funny, though, man? Like, Don King is reportedly worth $150 million, which I think... That blows my mind. That's just the the portion he stole from Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he got he got a vander he got all of them. i mean even just for like a photo shoot you couldn't break out more bills you know what i'm saying hey yeah. I mean, ab gotta be struggling if that's if that's a flex now for him back in the day just a few years ago he was flexing on fucking he was he was shaking his dick at 40 million dollars <laughs> dude he had people trying to trying to turn him in for flushing 20s down the toilet oh my god ortega it's a wonder this man has made it this far. You know, but here's the thing, though, dude. Like, I know everybody loves to give Don King, like, this fucking, I don't know, like, looking at him through, like, rose-colored memory glasses. You know what I'm saying? Like, as if this guy in a convicted murder, as if he didn't steal half of Mike Tyson's fortune from him, as if he didn't steal money from everybody. Look, if you are at the, I wouldn't call it the, the pinnacle, I would call it more the precipice. <laughs> if, you, if you're at the if you are at the edge of the cliff of your career, yeah, and the only life raft, the only eagles that Gandalf is calling down have been sent from Don King. <laughs> Those are eagles. Those are vultures there to pick your rib cage. He is the Gandalf of boxing, isn't he? God damn! I just don't like. I love the I love the visual of these two working together. I love the idea of a 25-year-old Broner that can actually fight (laughs) being with a younger Don King. Yeah. I think we're all waxing a bit too poetic. We're being too nostalgic about two guys whose best days are so far behind. When was the last time Don King pulled off a fight? A big fight. He had a heavyweight fight not too long. I think he was, I can't remember who he was promoting, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, come on. Yeah. You know, this is the end of the road. It's, it's a great Photoshop. If they're able to even capture a speck of the magic dust that created their, their prime spectacle years, I mean, I love both of these guys. I saw a rumor online. <laughs> it's just a rumor. I ain't putting nothing, there ain't nothing behind this, but a potential opponent of, uh, would you get down for a Victor Ortiz, Adrian Broner scrap? <laughs> Is this it's g- actually fucking perfect. Uh, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> people always seem to forget how how horribly boring Adrian Broner is as a fighter right now. Oh, he is. He is. You know. So yeah. like, once it gets in the ring. You need somebody that's just gonna attack him. We need, we need Don <laughs> King. To, we need the old Don King back to sell this. The Don King that used to sell fights better than anybody. Let me tell you, but the, 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 Ken, those press conference speeches that Don oh, King yeah. used to every lumping proletariat. <laughs> Dude, he was fucking spoofed in a Rocky movie. Was, you man. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
yeah, the guy was the George tree. Washington Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Touch me and I'll sue. Look, if Don King has one move left on this earth and it involves Adrian <laughs> Broner, then there's only one play here. It's logical why there was only a hundred grand on the table. <laughs> because they needed to send the bulk of it down to Argentina <laughs> to Senor Maidana's Casa. <laughs> now, if Don King can get Marcos Maidana to come out of retirement to fight Adrian Broner Man. in a loser go home match for five million dollars, and they can weigh whatever the fuck they want. That shit would be money. I don't want it. What is going to be horribly tedious and horribly miserable about this whole thing, which will make it a huge disappointment. You ain't trying to see Hank Lundy? It's going to be fat camp for Broner. He's going to barely make weight. Apparently, he's been sober Oh, for like seven months now. Yeah. I mean, dude, fighters that get sober in their mid-30s. <laughs> They're, I mean, they're... You snap right best, back. Yeah. You best, snap right back. Best years they're ahead. You've seen the movie The Fighter, you know? <laughs> Mickey Ward's brother, he was right back in his prime. <laughs> I don't know why that just reminded me of that Devin Alexander tweet from years ago. When oh. He's talking about <laughs> you know it ain't right because you don't come back from that. No, you don't. No, it's end of the road behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? It means it's almost over. You're, you're almost there. No, that would be the fight. That would be the spectacle. Boxing fans would pay for pay per views. They, they would pay seventy dollars. I don't know if to my, see a rematch between those two. I, I don't know if my Donna and his etched abs can make it down past one. Doesn't matter, dude. It, it's just for the image. So hey, what? If Broner knocks him out, I love it. Run it back for a trilogy. I absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> All right, Don, you need to bring me on as an advisor. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, toss me some of that Monopoly money. You know? <laughs> I can't believe he has 150 mil. Yeah, well, who knows? That's what them fucking Google searches be saying and shit. <laughs> well, I go with that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, I guess before we really kick off the festivities for the Battle of Israel, David versus Caleb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna touch just briefly on Zerto the Turto. Oh my god. Uh, Zerto El Turto. Um this was fucking like we've seen fighters miss weight. Uh we've seen more famous fighters than Gilberto Ramirez. We've all been outraged by it, right? We've been outraged by guys missing weight by like 0.6 pounds. Right. But this was twelve pounds. And so they wanted to bring this one. They wanted to bring this heifer in for uh, a soft landing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here is really the truth. Nobody gives a wild fuck about Gilberto Ramirez. Haven't for a while. No. So him missing weight by 12 pounds. Um, Golden Boy goes through their channels on Twitter and they're, you know, they're, 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 they're allies. They put out some like, Kind of Joe Biden-esque. Twi- <laughs> it's like some Kareem Jean-Pierre statements and shit. Some stuff and some things is going on, Ken. You don't, you don't understand. Top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Always top of mind. But uh, seriously, like, I, I, there wasn't very much outrage. There's some people that were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh, I'm outraged. Zerto is a turdo. My favorite tweet was, thanks, Zerto. <laughs> Now we don't have to fucking watch you. Plain and simple. 
Uh huh. Appreciate you, pal. Yeah, I mean, look, Gilberto Ramirez. He would be. He is a poster boy for this generation. He really is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's potential yeah. unfulfilled. He's mismanaged. Yeah. He's um. He's he still has some valuable assets to himself in the ring. So he presents himself as as still being viable. The never ending crawl to a legitimate fight where it was like, are we gonna get get this guy in a fight that fucking matters at any? He's twenty nine and zero now. Like watching this guy come up four years ago was like, when's he ready? If he's not ready now, is he twenty nine and zero? Doesn't he have like fifty fights? I don't fucking know. I'm making shit up, Kevin. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, he had a ton of fucking fights Yeah, 159 up. Right. Now. Just, can we fucking fight somebody? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey. Back in the day, man, we thought he was a beast. <sighs> we put him on the same fucking prospect list with Usyk <laughs> and Joshua, remember? Well, Callum Smith was also on. I think those those two were, like, married to each other. I don't take no responsibility for no Callum Smith being on, <laughs> on no list. <laughs> Callum Smith is also on the poster for uh, the uh, uh, the problems with modern boxing. We've missed a few too. Can I remember Julian Rodriguez? He oh, ju- he yeah. just fought this, like a, a weekend ago, like trying to make a comeback. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Light skinned Julian? <laughs> yeah, light skinned Julian Rodriguez. Yeah, I think he was like number ten on our prospect list. That's one of them dudes, you know. Oscar be like mesmerizing motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he'd be walking by with his abs, and he'd be, like, winking at you and shit. No, Ken, that's, all that was is we were watching too many bullshit-ass fights of guys that we really didn't need to be watching. One last thing on this zone thing, mm-hmm. right? Jojo Diaz. Um, <laughs> what happened to him? Like, when he was coming up, and we, we were covering his rise, like, at the mm. lower weight classes, what... All the way up until the Gary Russell Jr. fight, right? Which he quitted himself well, and he fought well in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was the end of that Joe. Jo- like, from that fight on, it became a little... How do you put it? Um, borderline illegal. Uh, dick, pics to, <laughs> right. dick pics to minors. He's dying yeah. his fucking hair every color. Yeah. It's like Dennis Rodman and his fucking uh, his meltdown in that final season with the Bulls. You don't know the truth, Ken. <laughs> yeah, the truth. <laughs> the truth is you get punched in the face for a living, and some people take them punches better than others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but my point being this, he used to be such a refined boxer. Yeah, and he's, he's in there. He wouldn't even jab last or last night. His skills have diminished significantly. I mean, uh, yeah, the last time I didn't watch last night, but the last time I watched him, good lord, that's lifestyle. Yeah, that is. You know, it, you know, same, I'm not saying he's in the same fucking category as Sergey Kovalev. Kovalev will be in the Hall of Fame one day, but it's the same treatment. You can see a, a rapid fucking decline. Is usually you're not giving yeah. a fuck about your body anymore. And, I mean, he, I, I don't think he's in his early thirty. Is he even thirty yet? I don't know, man. But he's that motherfucker lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mercito Hesta. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it at all. But hey, look, man, when you don't have very many fighters left, I know Oscar's living that good life. Everybody can tell me to go shut the fuck up with my criticisms of him because oh he rich and he's got a fucking banging ass wife and he's living this life and got them abs. I've never been violated in my ass. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying I, I think I got a little moral high ground here. <laughs> Oh, man. He's just a more open human being, Ken. And that's fine. I don't really give a fuck. (laughs) You know, I just think it's funny that, like, how could you even consider trying to soften 
what Zerto did. Uh, yeah, you can't. Thanks to Zone. Oh, and thanks for the technical difficulties along with the price hikes. They jack up the prices and they still got the same fucking idiots running tech over there. To me, it's become quite clear that the Zone doesn't really give a fuck about the American market at this point in time. <laughs> they usually forget about their subscriptions. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll pay us for years. They launched a fucking channel, Ken. But the people who subscribe to the app so do gay. not get a, like, you know, hey, Thanks for being a customer. Now that we have this channel that's going to be on your television, yeah. you get that too. No, no, no. They got gonna... paywalls everywhere. <laughs> Who the fuck is in charge of these places, man? Um, uh, Mr. Markowski. Oh, wow. Well. Mr. No pay-per-view ever <laughs> over my dead body. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Let's get to the show. All right. We appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 367. I apologize for my voice. Uh, one of the many reasons why we have been on hiatus for the last month. Uh, Vin and I have both been sick. Uh, one time we tried to record and got too high. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's been know. it's been an adventure. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Well, at least they're they're excused absences. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to episode three hundred and sixty-seven. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Vince Cummings eighty-one. Please follow me. And I put a please in front of him, asking nicely this time. <laughs> I don't even have fucking 200 followers anymore. I can't even sit in the same room with this scrubby-ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Here. People be like, is this that fucking, fucking TBR impersonator over here with 100 <laughs> followers? Be flicking me off their shoulders like a bug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Subscribe at Kenny Keith Jr. on Twitter. Uh, and the video is up on patreon.com backslash boxing ramp. All right, man, let's get to it, right? We got a big fight. Pay-per-view Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, this upcoming Saturday night, I wish it were for something more than the interim WBC belt, but my man David Benavidez, um, he tipped the scales a long time ago, and that ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> right? Yes, he did. Um, but this is a great matchup. This is the matchup at 168 pounds. Canelo's, he's in, he's still knocking down all the white guys, getting all them out of the way, because we know everybody's scared to fight all those guys. <laughs> right unbelievable man at least there's another fight that day yeah you know what i'm saying yes a much better one and you can actually go to bed early the yes. night before yes right bypass the uh the slang <laughs> of john Ryder in the fucking matador arena <laughs> <laughs> that that is gonna be a beatdown. yes that is gonna be awful uh but this fight has the potential to break out. I yeah. think there's enough animosity here. This is a great fight. We have been making predictions on this fight forever. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what our predictions are for this one, Ben. Mm -hmm. It's David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant. we got two guys that are pretty pretty damn skilled at the fucking shit talking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually been one of the best sold fights in, in a long time. I think both of them have done fucking excellent selling the fight. Benavidez Sr. gets on my nerves a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead and put that one out there. What fighter's father has not fucking some of them nerve grow, at some point? Some of them grow on me, but the way... It's still annoying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiafimo Sr. is the worst right now. But, but the, the way that David Benavidez Sr. dismisses every other fighter as if it's just a, a foregone conclusion... Now, I get it. you got to have a certain level of confidence... But like dismissing Canelo's popularity and saying Canelo, like nobody's been ducking y'all. Nobody's you, you guys have sabotaged your own career to this point. Mm -hmm. This is your chance to make right. Shut the fuck up with all that. Like, why don't you just get the get the job done here? And you want to start mouthing off after this fight? Fine. You ain't in the position 
right now to be to be talking that greasy oh. to everybody. Damn. You know, let me let me tell him something, Ken. Man, you sounded like 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 Shit. like fucking. I don't know who the fuck they think they is. You sounded like Slick from the WWF <laughs> standing next to Akeem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't got Akeem got my back though. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Don't fuck me up, shit. Uh, but I, like, I think the the shit talking has been superb. Yeah. on both sides. Mm-hmm. They both stepped in it a couple times. Right. I, look, you know, people arguing like this fight could have happened earlier. Oh, yeah, oh, could it, could it have? Who cares? It's here. They're both in their prime as fighters. It's it's highly significant right now. The winner of this fight is going to move on to be position themselves, like you would think, for a fight with, with Canelo Alvarez, right? But either way, they establish themselves as the number clear number two in the division right now. Uh, and and it's a it's a great style matchup. You got a guy that's coming forward, throws a ton of punches, and you got a I don't know, let's call Caleb Plana. He's not a, a boxer. He's not a boxer in the sense where he uses the ring like that. But he he's a slick enough fighter that these two styles kind of come together. Where Benavidez may be walking into counter punches here, and Caleb Plana is really honestly, I mean I know he kind of looked like a fool at the end of that fight against Canelo. If he hadn't have done that and still gotten knocked out, I thought he acquitted himself pretty fucking well for the first four or five rounds in that fight. Now, whether he was in there to survive and or, uh, and just make it the distance and not get knocked out, that was the strategy. I don't know. But he was landing punches, and he looked better than anybody else did, any of the U.K. white boys did against Canelo. <laughs> so I'll at least give him that much. Cal- Callum with the distance. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude got punched in the arm and lost. <laughs> oh, my arm's bruised. <laughs> hey, that was Canelo's uh, fucking... <laughs> that was his game plan against B-Ball. <laughs> we hit him in the arm all night. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> if that's your strategy, I don't even want to watch your fucking fight. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I, let's put it like this. Uh, David Benavidez seems to be in the best shape of his career. But yeah, I was going to say something about that. Caleb Plant seems to be really dialed in. I know he's got a new trainer and Breadman. Maybe there's a different strategy. They're talking very confidently in that camp, which, you know, on paper, I want to lean to Benavidez heavily. I mean, me and you have always been big on Benavidez, whether he sabotaged his own career or not and kind of had a slow rise here. It's tough to pick, though. It's a lot harder to make a choice in this fight than I thought it was going to be by the time it comes around because I think they, I think David Benavidez hasn't been in the ring with a boxer as good as Caleb Plant. And it's going to be – he's going to struggle – finding his spots it's just a matter of how long it takes how long could Caleb Plant keep him at bay I think Benavidez finds him late in the fight and I think Caleb Plant has a gas tank problem Ken so down the stretch I think it's going to get a little ugly for Caleb but I think it's going to be fucking real close until that happens and I don't know if it ever happens like I'm trying to find that point but I gotta stick with Benavidez just because I've been on him this entire fucking time so I, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be back and forth action early, and I think Benavidez takes control down the stretch. Whether he gets a stoppage, we'll see. But I think he's going to do enough to win a decision either way. I think new boxing fans, Ben. I think you know people that have just t- tuned in, sort of like while wow, these guys have been good, yeah. right? Um, I think it's very easy to get a little carried away with how good Caleb Plant is. Mm-hmm. He earned everything he got, and yeah. he got to where he got by being a really hard worker and a really good boxer. But if you watch Caleb Plant and you watch David Benavidez, you don't have to be an experienced boxing fan to know 
at least your brain is going to tell you at first, Caleb Plant should be the better fighter here because he is technically, he's refined, right? right? He is a very, he's a very pretty boxer to watch. If you were going to recommend a handful of fighters to a young kid to emulate their technique, right? you would have them watch some Caleb Plant film. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My biggest issue with him switching trainers and with that sort of style that everybody gets carried away with is this. Caleb Plant, it to me, looks very robotic in the ring. Okay? It, not a lot of it looks natural. It's like he's trying to style. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a little bit too much of that for me, mm -hmm. which makes him stiff in spots. Yes, he might have quicker feet, right? Yes, he may be the better boxer if the two were standing, you know, right. fucking... Old bare knuckle style? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that that's going to serve him well early on in the fight, like you said. Uh, I think that there's a, a, a big difference between the two of these guys in the ring as far as natural ability is concerned. Because I don't think, technically... Uh, David Benavidez would be, I wouldn't recommend anybody doing what David Benavidez does because what David Benavidez does is what he does. What he does is he mercs motherfuckers. <laughs> he does. Okay? Um, he's got a, a good, solid resume, right? He is trending upwards, still knocking motherfuckers out. Yeah. Okay? Yep. He, he's Yeah, he's derailed his career a couple times, but who gives a fuck? Ain't nobody else at 168 pounds wants to step in this ring for him. I give Caleb, uh, Caleb Plant... You know, a sweet ham get the respect. Sweet ham. You know, just from that, you know, just from that regard. But the truth is, I think at some point, probably around the ninth or tenth round, uh, David Benavidez is going to put Caleb Plant on Queer Street. It could happen earlier than that. Um, I wanted to touch on what you said about his physical appearance. A lot of people lose sight of the fact because, one, they didn't catch, they didn't watch the fight against Lemieux because mm -hmm. they – like foregone fucking conclusion, right? Right, right? Everybody knew he was going to win. I think what people came away from that fight with was, like you said, David Benavidez has never looked that physically fit and that physically strong mm -hmm. in any other fight. And he's only building on that. Right. Oh, dude, he's going to be way too much for Caleb Plant. You think so? Yeah, I think there's a fraudulence to Caleb Plant. I love his gimmick. I love his bit. But... I just think any white guy that's like goes into the thirties still doing their their <laughs> their fucking act, you know what I mean? <laughs> like the puffy coat bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> puffy coat and some J's. Yeah. If you're still doing that as a as a fucking grown ass man, and especially after you made some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a little too fraudulent for me. <laughs> you wanna be more like fucking Drake. Then you want to, you know what I'm saying? Drake. <laughs> I just think Dave is too dirty for him, man. I think a little bit of fucking uh, Caleb's bit, his, right. his street bit, I think it's a, a, a bit I, of a bit. I think Caleb's got like a, <laughs> very well could be right. I Look here, I think Caleb's got some edge to him as a fighter. Like, I think there's some edge there. The edge with Benavidez is different. Like, I, I just, like, like you're saying... Benavides is kind of a killer. Yeah. And I think when pushed to a place, like this fight is going to take him to a place that we have him. Sure, it's the best fighter he's ever been yeah, in the ring we're, with. We're going to see something new from David Benavides. We're going to see him take it up to another level. David Benavides has been sparring professional fighters since he was like 15 years old. That's very true. 
David Benavidez is still only 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Caleb in his 30s. 26. Mm-hmm. Caleb's 30, 31. Mm. Just turned 30, I think, or he's yeah. 30. Yeah. Dude, yeah, there's a, David Benavidez is like in the prime, prime, prime of a of that style of fighter's career. You're right. This could get this could get real ugly. Oh, he's gonna he, he gonna make Sweetham look like fucking Anthony Durrell. Well, he, he puts those punches together. They're short. They're snappy. They're powerful. He goes to the body. He he's, he comes from different angles. He's not styling. No, he's digging a ditch. Yeah, you know is. what I'm saying. He's going to work. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna. This could get really ugly for Caleb down the stretch. Well, you know who knows though, man. I have seen guys. That Do you, you think, think Caleb Plant has the power to drop no, and hurt David Benavides? No, absolutely not. Absolutely Even, not. Because if people get carried away by that Anthony Durrell knockout, like that, that was, was a beautiful knockout. That's after two beatdowns from right. David Benavides. Yeah, Anthony Durrell's done as a fighter. That's second. I mean, he's not saying he's not a good boxer, but he's not, he's, he just doesn't have it in him anymore. No. No, that can't be a measuring stick. That's like uh, using the fucking Eric Morales victory for you know your Danny Garcia argument at, at, at 140 pounds. Well, people do it. They do, and I know. What, yeah, it's fine. It's a, it's it's an argument, but it's cheap, right? You know, you're yeah. taking the fucking low hanging fruit if yeah. that's your angle. That's a five below argument right there. Word, word. <laughs> um, I, I just love David in this fight. I've always loved him in this fight from day one. We've been talking about this fight for two or three years now. Yeah, um, I'm glad it's here. I really am. It, be, because it, it does kick off, um, you know, a series of fights coming up that I think everybody can get down with. Yeah, dude, this this fucking. I mean, the only company putting on shitty fights right now is the Zone. <laughs> their the good ones are on pay per view, so. And their best fight fell apart. Ken Taylor Serrano too off the books. If you listen to the Boxing Rant podcast and you subscribe to the Zone, still, I know Vince does. He doesn't count. He. He co-owns the podcast, so he can be a hypocrite. But, uh, yeah, man, don't let the zone stick their fucking wrinkly no. pecker in your butt. No. It ain't worth it. No. <laughs> Trust me. You don't get any pleasure out of it. No, you do not. Uh, you do not. All right, Ben. Well, there's our preview. I say, I got I got David stopping him in nine. What do you got? Yeah, I think you talked talk me into it. I'm going to say 11. I like it. 11. I like it indeed. Um, Las Vegas pay per view super middleweights, and let's be hopeful. I'm not going to be. I'm look. Hope is all you have. I'm not going to in this sport. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope um, David Benavidez can somehow land this Canelo fight because I think that that is. I've been saying it. See y'all. So, well, what's a- y'all don't know about these historic predictions? <laughs> I've been saying that. Canelo don't want to see David Benavidez. I've been saying that for five years. Oh, and he laid that groundwork uh, a couple of years ago with that. I'm not going to fight uh, a fellow Mexican and say, ho, 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 ho. He may have Mexican blood. My brother grew up in America. <laughs> He's American that's as a, a motherfucker. That's a Mexican-American or however you want to call him. Yeah. But when you live and have grown up in America, I mean, you're pretty much an American. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have the same accent that I do. You're fucking American. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, all right. Well, David Benavidez, Caleb Plant uh, kicks off. Really, I, look, I know you're all going to say, but you've missed two fight of the year candidates already. I'm like, mm, I don't, you know, it's hard for me to get up for fights like that. It's not Orlando Salido in the fights anymore. <laughs> it's not, you know what I mean? Hey. It's not Fernando Vargas. It's not the guys that go. It's not I will hand, Nikov. I will hand it to Showtime. They had a three-week stretch of really good matchmaking and put on some great main event fights. Okay. And I will that a total of five hundred thousand people saw. And you know what? And I'll put a cherry on top of that. Um, and announced 
by um, arguably the worst side uh, color uh, analyst in the history of boxing, and Abner Morris. I don't, I don't think there's a debate there. Um, yeah, I can't get down with that stuff anymore, man. I watch it on mute. I'll put my one of his most on. awkward moments ever in, in one of those. I can't remember which one it was, but my God, was it bad? As his, his fucking eye was pointing. Like when they go to him and they they're like, "Here's your two minutes to like go at it." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, "Here's your the floor is yours, yeah. Abner." Yeah. You know you can't do that with Abner. Just yeah. <laughs> it's in and out. I don't like being negative towards somebody that has. Like, has the amount of damage that that guy has from fighting. Well, look, if you were that bad at your job, you wouldn't have your job. Exactly. I mean, it's plain and simple. Right. So. Yeah. Sorry. Mm, exactly. You, nope. put, you put them on TV. I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to comment on it. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Especially since the employee is, is, is a, well, I guess Showtime's his employer. I don't know. He probably jerks off us for those. Never, I never really figured out how those contracts work. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> let's get to some news and notes. Let's start off with the press conference that was, um, you know, the precursor to this big showdown going on between Gervonta Tank Davis, or sorry, Gervonta uh, Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Right, super fight. Super duper fight. Super duper looper fight. It might be super duper something. It is super. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know. Um, but can we start off with the... I know we're late to this game, but I gotta say something about Tank Davis wearing his little sister's fur coat. What was up with that? Oh, oh you you like that purse, too, I mean, didn't when you? When you're 5'2", maybe you be shopping at the... At the kids gap. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what style is, Ken. I don't I don't know what it is. I keep it clean, sir. You know, I keep it clean. I don't know what this It's like super fat people be looking like they they dress in Centos like workout work work <laughs> uniforms, right? Because right. it's just fabric. <laughs> but what do people like that are junior sprite size, what do they wear? They gotta go shop in the little girl section at Kids R Us. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I think that's where that jacket came from. I don't know where it came from, but I did find Ryan Garcia's uh, comments of him falling through a rainbow and fighting a unicorn on his way to the press conference. <laughs> Hold on. Fucking whoa, good. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is coming from a guy that looked like he was wearing fucking a lederhosen and, and fucking Jankos with Jankos over top of them that had pockets all the way down to the feet. And the best part about it was it looked like every pocket was full of stuff. Like, who has enough? <laughs> look like uh, Kramer and Seinfeld when he came to pay for, the, for it with the pocket full of pennies. Just dumped them on the counter. Uh, uh, you don't have enough, like, accessories to fill those pockets. <laughs> no. And why would you want a pocket dragon on the ground? I mean, they both look like fucking idiots. Uh, yeah, I don't, both of those guys. I don't know, Ken. Back in the day, I know how the streets would have judged both them. Oh, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been some questions. <laughs> My fuckers been listening to David Bowie and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Bowie, but that's some Ziggy Stardust shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying, um, but I'm just saying. I don't know, man. You can't be. Who knows? Oh shit! Great fight though. Oh yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Um, so do you think it's a 50-50 super fight? Uh, I don't know about all that, man. I, it's one of those things. It's like, I, I really don't know how good either one of these guys are, Ken. I mean, do we, this is their toughest fight is with each other. Uh, they've come up, you know, they've had some testing fights along the way. Mm -hmm. I do find it funny. I, I really do find it funny that I, I get it. 
that Tank was able to A-side flex as much as he was in this fucking fight. Like, get the catch weight, get the 136-pound catch weight, get the 10-pound rehydration clause, all these things. I find it funny that Ryan Garcia and Team Golden Boy gave all of these things away. You would have thought they've learned their lesson with Canelo when Canelo did that with Floyd. Like, did you really have to do that? Could you have, like, negotiated to 138, maybe? Like, is, I don't know, man. But I also find it funny that Tank has already fought at 140. So what's the problem? Uh, he, little little fairy feet over here, Ryan Garcia? You, you're scared of this guy that apparently is no problem for anyone to knock out. He's got no chin, Ken. I've seen a couple clips of Gervonta being like, whew, man, he's, he's not as tall as I thought he was. No. That's why they wanted to suck him down. They thought he was bigger than what he was. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get him. <laughs> we're going to get him. <laughs> why? I mean, I, 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 I just feel like they gave up too much in this fight. I don't know. It's all, and it's all advantage tank now because of that. We'll see. Hey, look, R- Ryan says that he fights at 148 normally on fight night, okay? So if he's got a – his limit's 146. That's all he can weigh the night of the fight. Right. He says that that's not going to be that big of a deal, but he also fucking complained about it. Right. Uh, he wanted everybody to know that he was being taken advantage. It's like, you signed the fucking contract. Yeah, that's, that's not – yeah, you can bring that up all you want. You signed. Tank was not going to fight Ryan Garcia next. Had Ryan Garcia and his team – not pushed it and given up as much as they did. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. They made it happen quick enough to where he can't get a tune-up fight. Like all that, they completely just fucking dropped their balls on 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 Golden Boy Promotions in this negotiation. I mean, just absolutely cucked them, Ken. They did. It doesn't change the fact though that Tank gets hit an awful lot. Oh, he does. And Ryan Garcia punches pretty quick yes. uh, and effectively with power. I don't know if Tank's going to win this fight. I think Tank is going to make solid contact to Ryan Garcia at some point in this fight. He's going to Americana him. (laughs) Rather early. And I think Ryan Garcia is going to say, I don't want that to connect any cleaner than that one just did because I can't take that. All right. Well, I guess I'm team Rye Guy. You you, you go on Rye Guy? A lot of people are picking him. I don't know. I don't think it's like, I don't, you can't say it's like a ridiculous prediction because it's not. I don't know who I'm picking. I'm not picking anybody right now. It's just uh, you you drawn a line in the sand. I, I am. You know. <laughs> I is. <laughs> he t- team Sweetham. <laughs> yeah, team Tank. Team Brana. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Leaving me with all the all the fucking winners here, boy. I know where <laughs> I know where to bet now. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, what else we got, Vin? Uh, we got Virgil Ortiz and Amanda Sanionis coming up. Ah, uh, that's a great fight, Ken. Uh, we got Josh Taylor and Tiafimo Lopez. Tiafilo. Uh, yeah, apparently that's going. Uh, we we thought that was going to be in at MSG. Yeah, it doesn't sounds like it's going to Las Vegas, sir. I, I think I honestly think the East Coast fight is just about dead. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Top Rank has a reputation. They're going to go where the casinos bail them out with everything. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying that they needed bailing out, but it's like they're just they have such a good relationship with Aram 
that they'll give him enough money to cover the fucking expenses of the event. It's easier. It's easier to do work in your hometown. Now, that is where their offices are. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So you got your blueprint. You know, it's been a successful blueprint. Follow it. Yeah. Um, I'm not traveling. I've already been to Vegas to see Josh Taylor. Um, yeah, I'm at, certainly not. That was that. the pinnacle of his career. If yeah, yeah, <laughs> we saw his peak. Yeah, absolutely. In that fight. Uh, yeah, I'm not traveling for that. No, if it was in New York, I would. That that's consideration. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's um, Sir Evan Corn, matchmaker and PR publicist extraordinaire, once told me, Kenny. You guys get about 80% of it right. <laughs> I was like, I took it as a compliment. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I was like, thanks, Evan. Um, we get about 2% of the information, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, we haven't really done Top Rank any favors, so I don't know, I'm not have sure. Have we done anybody any favors? No. No. But there have been some out there that, well, Golden Boy's still in business. Um, Triller, no. No. Triller decided to give their last few shekels to Vin and Ken. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's usually, well, that's your last ditch effort. That's, yeah. It's like Don King fucking picking Adrian Broner's fucking <laughs> <his> scraps. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, all right. Let's get to the heavyweight fight that's going to be happening in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no contracts. No no tickets on sale. No, no. But uh, Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, it's gotten to the point now where I think that, uh, you know, Tyson Fury already has his, de- has his detractors, but even his fans now are starting to get a little annoyed with it. I know people are getting annoyed with sort of the desperation that's coming from seemingly from Team Usyk's side, and I get all of that too. Uh, I'm just going to get to the obvious here. Mm-hmm. You know me. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck who gets paid what. Right. I just want to get to the obvious, the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, it, it looks like an elephant in the room. Yeah. Every picture I've seen of Tyson Fury, he looks fat. He looks like he hasn't been training at all. The last one that I saw, in fact, he had a whole team around him, and he's hiding in the back. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. All just covering... He looks like a man who is physically retired from the sport. Physically, he looks done. So I understand why I feel this is my no information take. Mm -hmm. This is just me reading the situation. I've always felt that Tyson Fury hasn't wanted this fight from the from, from. from the time that Usyk entered the heavyweight conversation, it's been it's been dismissal tactics. Like this guy doesn't belong in the conversation. Yeah, which doesn't make sense based off of what we've seen. The guy's one title fight away from becoming one of the greatest fighters of all time, mm-hmm. right? Not just a Hall of Famer, right? Remember the famous, the, the belts are in the, uh, are in the West now. They'll never go back to the East. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, it's one thing after the other. Here's what I feel like has happened. I feel like a deal had, had already been reached, and I feel like Tyson Fury didn't hold up his end of the bargain by getting ready for the fight, mm-hmm. and he drug his foot. Um, probably was hanging out with Gilberto Ramirez while he was getting ready for his fight. I mean, you show a picture of yourself looking sloppy and fat again, standing next to Joseph Parker, and you expect me to take you fucking seriously? Every moment of your life that's been spent with Joseph Parker has involved fucking uh, copious amounts of powdered drugs. Correct? Okay. What would I think? Yes. Yes. Um, You know, I'm tired of hearing this drug cheat, this steroid boy, this, you know... cherry picker i mean look, looking back on the trilogy with wilder and the way that we sort of laughed at wilder's rise 
and how much of a fucking joke it was. And here Tyson Fury's hanging his whole career on that on that hat rack, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and at this point in time, I get Usyk has one desire here. He wants to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He's made it clear, and I know everybody's like, oh, man, what a bitch. What a bitch. He's, he's only taking 30%. Oh, what a bitch. You know, here's the thing, man. This guy's not going to be remembered for how much money he made. He's right. going to be remembered for going on the road and beating everybody that was put in front of him. Right. You know, he's going to, if the fight goes off, in my opinion, he's going to become the undisputed cruiserweight and undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And I hate to break it to you, Tyson Fury's got a chink in his acting armor. His acting's not even that good anymore. He is showing to me that he is fucking scared. And I hereby dub thee <laughs> Crisco McFury. <laughs> Dude, this guy is running scared. This is a duckness, chickenson, yeah. Sheriff Ducky Garcia territory. I mean, there's, it's hard to argue who's the one that's holding up the situation. That's, that's for damn sure. Uh, it's, it's like, at this point, can we stop acting like this fight's going to happen on the 29th? I oh, mean, yeah. really? Is it like I'm supposed to believe that somehow boxing is going to pull this thing together at the last minute? Right before the show, the WBA came out and said, if you guys don't have a contract for the fight by, by April 1st, then it's your mandatory or you're losing the belt. Yeah. And I kind of think that Fury is pushing it to that point because he's just he's just kind of kicking the can down the road to somehow take away the fact that this is an undisputed fight. That way he doesn't have to do it and there's not this clamoring for, you know, oh, well, every, every, every division's doing undisputed. You got, you know, I, I don't know. One thing I will say is that Team Usyk did not do themselves any favors in some of these negotiations. Like, I get it. You want the fight, so they're just trying to do whatever they can to get the fight, and I appreciate that. But at a certain point, when you so willingly give up all of these things and then try to make a statement like, well, if the fight doesn't happen on, you know, this agreed upon date, then we're back to 50, 50. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> You've already given that up, whether it happens on this day or six weeks later, it's still going to be what it is right now from a, uh, a percentage breakdown perspective. So at that point you can't then now you're, now you're putting up a wall. That's even a that's making or giving fury the opportunity to walk away even easier. He can walk off and say, I'm not doing a 50, 50 cause it ain't 50, 50. So I, it's a fucked up situation across the board. I, here's what I'll say. I'm tired of Tyson fury. I've been tired of him for years. I know he's not like the heavyweight division. There's no fighter is really done enough to carry the division. I know he's been the champ. Usyk's been the champ. I think that like over the last five years, what is it? I think it's five years. Fury's fought nine times. Wilder's fought seven times. Usyk's fought seven times. Uh, Joshua's fought seven times. So he's fought more than him. But uh, honestly, none of these guys have really carried the division. I feel like it's kind of just, it's stagnated. And I just, I'm tired of Fury's gimmicks. I'm just, I'm done with them. I'm done listening to the guy play games. I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, if you don't make this fight, dude, like you said, you, your resume at heavyweight, whether you want to call yourself the best of this era or not, it's fucking hollow, dude. It's hollow. You can't just have beaten Wilder and a 40-year-old Klitschko. Hang your hat on that and say, I am the greatest heavyweight of this era. I'm sorry, man. You know, you may have beaten Derek Chisora three times. You may have knocked out Dillian White. 
those guys are gatekeepers. That, that They're not resume builders. They're not who you hang your hat on when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, the UK Hall of Fame, sure. Yeah. The Lonsdale Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. Have at it. Hmm. He beat Derek Chisora 10 times. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. Tyson Fury needs to shit or get off the pot in the heavyweight division, I feel like. If he doesn't if he doesn't make this fight with Usyk. Where is he going? Nobody gives a fuck. He is T- Tyson Fury will be remembered by me personally as a gigantic pussy. And you can say, "Well, he got in there with Deontay Wilder." Yeah, but Deontay Wilder can't fight. Even if he pivots to a <laughs> even if he pivots to a Joshua fight. Like Joshua's getting ready to fight Jermaine Franklin or whatever. Even if Joshua wins that and he pivots from Usyk to Joshua, I get it. It's a massive fight. But in the UK, that won't do numbers here. Yeah. I don't, people don't really like the mystique of Anthony Joshua. There's a there's a large contingent of people out there still screaming that he is some cash cow. Guys, the, the fucking polish is off the turd. Mm-hmm. People have started to figure out like he's still an attraction. But this fight coming up, he ain't selling shit. And he, ain't, he certainly ain't going to be selling out Wembley without a Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury fight. So I, the, the polish is off that turd. Let's let's back off that statement a little bit. Tyson Fury fucking needs Usyk. He needs it to establish what he's already telling everybody he is. If he doesn't get this fight. He's or, a pussy. Or walks away from it. He's, a, he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Yeah, it. he is. He's well, a you fucking pussy. You can't walk around. I'm a fighting man. I'm a, I'm a fighting man. Anybody who's been born from their mother, I'm I will fucking the- knock them out. Like, <laughs> I'll fight for free. I paid the home. Like, all I'm of from this. the trailer park. Yeah. yeah. I give my purses to the homeless. Like, all that shit. All of it. I'll fight them for free. The only way I'll fight Joshua is if we do it on free TV. Well, hold on a and the tickets are. It's, like it's, it's a never ending stream of, I don't give a fuck anymore. The whole gypsy bit fucking cracks me up because it's like. Dude, the reason you think you're like, I'm a fighting fury, <laughs> you know, I'm a gypsy, a gypo, right? It's like, no, it just means your fucking dad was a lazy piece of shit and you had, <laughs> and you had to live in the trailer park, <laughs> right? Am I right or am I right? I mean, yeah. Let's call well, it what it is. Strong arguments could be made for the case. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm sure there were a lot of fights in the trailer parks, but I mean, you'd. If you lived in a trailer park, I would imagine one would have to become good at fighting random drunk zombies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, take it from somebody that has consumed magical mushrooms in a trailer park. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> that was a horrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've been a fighting man ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tyson Fury, man. Uh, seriously. If he, uh, Dude, if he ducks Usyk, he will go down in history as one of the biggest heavyweight pussies of all time he's just a middleweight man he's just 6'2 200 220 pounds and i bet you fury is 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 closer to 325 than he is 300 uh, he's definitely uh, it's hard to tell with him but it's just when you look at him it's hard to be like well he looks like he's in fighting shape old fat guys especially they're really good at at uh they they're known for high motors. Yeah. You know, but they're like, "Oh, but Usyk's so much older. He's 4 years older than than Fury." It's like Fury's fighting with like a 65-year-old's body. I don't think there isn't a little bit in play of Fury trying to say like, "Oh, it'd be nice if he got to 37." Fucking these Furies, man. <laughs> and then his brother looks like he's got fake tit implants. 
<laughs> Whose pecs are that big? I don't know, but he, uh, the, I don't think the guys uh, hit one leg day at the gym. No, no. Yeah, those are the worst guys, the guys that are like – so disproportionate. They got like giant biceps and they got no shoulders. <laughs> oh, I'm furious, boy. Well, you got to love them. You got to love them. Um, what else we got, Vin? You got anything else on your list? Oh, we got Haney Loma, man. Haney Loma. Uh, again, another fight going to Vegas. It's not official yet either. Nope. Nope. Not official. Wonder what's holding that one up, Ken. Um, I don't know. Last I saw, uh, Devin was making the Hodge to Mecca. He'd be ducking. I mean, that's what they'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Mecca. Did you see the pictures? It was him, uh, Mike Tyson, um, his dad. Oh, yeah, they were in, they were... Uh, over- All them nation of Islam bras. Yeah, they, was, they were over there for the, uh, what fight was that that was over there? Oh, Jake Paul, the Jake Paul fight. Oh, okay. So they say it wasn't a real Hodge to Mecca. They was over there doing something else. Well, yeah. They went sightseeing. I noticed <laughs> I noticed a lot of professional fighters that like to talk shit about that kind of boxing. Yeah. Well, they certainly were over there begging for some money, weren't they? Yes, they were. Everybody trying to find that that oil money payday. That's right. Everybody wants a little Before bit. Before that shit dries up just like everything else does, Ken. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. It didn't work. Uh, apparently not. You know, it didn't it look. Well, no. apparently they made an offer for Fury Usyk, and it wasn't enough for Tyson. That's another thing with the dude. Like, his inflated fucking self-value. Like, he thinks that he's worth, like, $80 million. Right. Well, fight. that's what's going to take for him to get his shit pushed in, then. Dude, you'd be lucky to get 30. All right? Do you understand that? Nobody outside of your little fucking tiny island gives a fuck, pal. <laughs> Really? (laughs) Certainly not over here, they don't. I don't know if anybody paid attention when Tyson Fury came back before the second Deontay Wilder fight and did that little stint in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. They didn't fucking sell shit. If they sold 15,000 tickets across two fights and 8,000 of them weren't comped, I'd be fucking shocked. I made a little money off of one of their fights. You did. I made a cool G off some things. Oh, well that yeah, but that was Fury Wilder. <laughs> you weren't selling no Fury Valine tickets for that. No, 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 no. Or, no. or uh Schwarz or fucking Sefer Safari or whoever the fuck. He wants to be paid X amount of dollars to lose. I don't see a man that's confident. I don't see a man that's in shape. You know, right. come into the ring and be a big fat barrel of lard. He doesn't realize that Deontay Wilder was a major factor in him being able to get those paydays because it opened up this United States market. Sure. Right? And guess what? I think if you ask the people involved, I'm not sure there was a lot of money made. No. In no. those two, in the second and third fights of those trilogies. No, because the, the purses were outrageous. Yeah. You know? And when you're giving... That's the biggest problem I have with this model today. Everybody wants to fucking heap praise on, like, the top five earners, right. like the five billionaires in the sport. Right. Like the Canellos and everybody. But to me... When there isn't a lot of money to go around. Yeah, you're sucking it all up. Yeah. All the money is going to who the most marketable people. Right. Instead of it being... I mean, look, Top Rank has their system. They It, it, it survives through the year. They develop fighters. They don't re- uh, it's, retain it's, them at a certain point. It's pretty ho-hum what they're doing right now. It is. It is. But, but they didn't have their entire business taken right out from underneath of them like Sir Edward of Hearn did while he was gallivanting across the globe with his prize show pony, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. So to get back to what you were saying about how all that Joshua luster 
you know, the, the, the shine is off the turd. It's back. The peanuts are exposed. Yeah. You know, you can see the corn again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, look, the guy abandoned his fucking UK audience. He did. You know, all he's got is his dart company over there. Fucking, you know. Yeah. Everybody went for the big. Look, they all got paid handsomely. All those guys we're talking about, they can all retire handsomely. But there's no sport left. <laughs> what, what's happening is they're fast tracking men's boxing. It's not even in the name of equity, which is hilarious. <laughs> but they're turning men's boxing into women's boxing. We are on a fast track, right? <laughs> Where men's boxing in the next 10 years, mark my words, yeah. will only have two or three professional level fighters in each division. The rest is just going to be fucking people because they need bodies. There's not enough people coming up to fill these ranks. These divisions are hollowing out more and more. Fucking Olympic boxing gone. There's going to be less, which devalues the amateur system completely. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If there's no, if that Olympic carrot isn't at the end of the amateur run, it's, it, it hurts big time. It does. I think it hurts international boxers. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fucking amateur program in the States has been kind of garbage for a while. Well, I can tell you because uh, April 15th, I'll be going to Rosecroft Raceway to watch the Eastern Regional Golden Gloves. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Um, any big names this year, Vin? I don't know any names because I haven't been in like three or four years. I think the last time I went, I saw Keyshawn Davis's last run. I'm sure it'll be a Gurry there. There probably will be a Gurry there. At least two or three Gurries. They'll at least be in the up. building. The Gurries will at least be in the building. <laughs> Fucking Gurries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Last time I was down at Rosecroft was a fucking watch Dusty Harrison train. It's a dump. It is. It's a very, very small place. Yeah. Old place. Yeah. Been around for a while. <laughs> See better days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, just like we have. But you know what? We made it through an hour-long episode of them. Holy shit. We do it for the fans. We do. You know, people be asking, like, where the fuck you guys at? You know what I'm saying? People be mistaken. They're like, uh, they blame all that shit on Ken. They're like, oh, he de deleting his Twitter handle. He going <laughs> scorched earth, deleting all this shit. Listen, at least half of these episodes that don't fucking happen are his fault. <laughs> okay? What you talking about, sweetheart? You know what I'm saying? I ain't the only one. <laughs> um, but there's some big fights coming up, so we'll have something to do. Yeah, this this next almost two months here, kicking off with, with Benavidez plan, is going to be a pretty nice fucking run for boxing fans. Yeah, and you know, and hopefully by that point, by the time we get to the end of season one, and we get to this summer, um, hopefully Zerto will have shedded uh, <laughs> that extra 12 pounds of turto. What a fucking joke. He's <laughs> such a piece, isn't he? What a joke. <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't wait for his next fight. Yeah. I'm going to be so hyped for it. Oh, the anticipation. What's Turdo been doing? <laughs> no, he's still swirling the toilet. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what the fuck uh, We appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 367 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Please subscribe anywhere podcasts are available. Check out the video on patreon.com backslash boxing rant. And follow us on Twitter at Vince Cummings 81 and at Kenny Keith Jr. We'll see you next time on the Boxing Rant Podcast. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get it.